0: and have I got an amazing episode for you today. So Valentine's Day is upon us yet again and some of us are feeling a bit lonely but don't worry, we've got Alex with us today. He is a dating expert and a dating coach. He owns an agency that does all the matchmaking for us. Alex, welcome to the show.
1: Welcome, thank you very much. Thank Thank you so much. Now, I
0: know this must be your busiest time of year.
1: It It is pretty crazy, yeah. Do you love Valentine's? Do you know what I love? I, I don't like the stress it puts on people. I yeah. Think that's the key thing. Yeah. Um, especially as you deal with, with single people. Even with couples, sometimes it, it's that expectation of Valentine's. And I don't think it should be. You know, relationships should be comfortable. They should be relaxed. All year round? All year round, yeah. I mean, for me, you know, I've been married 25 years now. So, Valentine's, I don't, I'm not a big celebrator of Same. Valentine's. Same. Do you
0: know what we do not tomorrow, sir? You
1: know, if I want to buy flowers... I buy flowers.
0: You just do it anyway. I don't, anyway. I don't yeah. get flowers like, but you know, hey ho,
1: now. Well, he needs to listen then. So, yeah. doesn't, he just? Yeah. doesn't he just, I'll yeah. have you in my house. There we are. I'll
0: Tell me about how you got in to the dating world and matchmaking. How did it come it, about?
1: It's an interesting because I am one of the few guys in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, there are men out there who own companies, yeah, but actually involved in matchmaking. And I've been doing it, again, 25 years. So it's a long, long time. But I literally worked at Granada okay and then things happened there and there were some redundancies and I could have either moved somewhere else but uh, I'd set this coming up with my wife and she'd been doing it for a couple of years and it was one of those moments where it's like shall we just do this and go for it and both of us do it together properly full-time um, and that's what we decided so we just we just went for it and we haven't looked back since
0: did you just look at singletons and think you'd need my help
1: it's not as much as that. Sometimes it's just it's about having a place where you know there are people out there who work really, really hard. I think a lot of our clients yeah. are, are, are time sensitive. I think the time poor. That's the key. That's the key thing for them. So they've worked really, really hard. We get them in all age groups from twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. So you've got different stages of life, and yeah. you need change. So we looked at people who are working really, really hard. When when you work that hard, then you turn around and go, how do I meet somebody like me? That's when it's tough, because you can't just go to a bar or a pub. It, it, just, no. it just doesn't happen. Those people aren't there. They're working. And if they're not working, they're at home.
0: 25 um, years ago to today, the difference in dating is just it's immense. It's Have you seen it evolve?
1: We, we started when online was in its infancy. Oh, okay. So it kind of... We've seen the whole thing kind of progress. And um, from a business, that was quite interesting because you didn't have social, social media. No. So podcasts, blogs, no, none of that. So it was literally Yellow Pages, Thompson Local, yeah. you know. And we used to get a copies of these, so we would have a, a stack that high. And you plan it. You'd plan it six months to a year in advance. And it was a lot of money. It was a lot of money to do. Thompson Local you've got newspapers and that's how you used to advertise and of course if I stood up if I was sitting here with somebody now 25 years ago they'd be going a matchmaker what's one of those or oh it's like saying I was a taxman or something yeah (laughs) what do I need one of them for (laughs) normally you get somebody going I'm married I'm married you go that's lovely I don't need to know that's absolutely fine but it's changed I mean I think people's thought process about dating has changed as well so you look at what we have now. You have apps, you have online sites, so a, people are doing a lot of that. Whereas they would be a lot quieter; they wouldn't mention it as much. Um, so it was—it went under the radar a lot of the times.
0: What do you think about dating apps, Tinder?
1: Interesting. I was going to watch Tinder Swindler yeah, last night. I didn't it... get to do it, but they—they um, they have their place. I always say to people, and I got friends as well who ask me, and I always say. What you have to do is you have to work out, what do you want? What is your end goal? That's what you have to, you have to do in the sense of, there are some people who just want to date. Yep. And that's absolutely fine. You know, Maybe they've come out of a relationship, it's quite a long relationship, so they don't want any ties, they just want to go out and meet. There are some people who are naturally just want to date. Yep. Um, what you're finding now as well, people who use the apps and sites have changed. I always say it's not the app, it's the user so what you have to remember is, nowadays, there are people who like to date, as I said. So there are some people who will meet somebody, they like the gratification, the affirmations that they get of somebody swiping, saying, I like you, communicating. When you try to go to a date, that's when they disappear. Yeah. There are some people who are addicted to dating. Because what you have to remember, well, what, when you meet somebody... When you fall in love with or you are attracted to somebody, you have a chemical release, that dopamine release. You get that buzz, that that kind of butterflies in there. Oh, that's nice, that euphoria of the whole thing. And what happens is, once you've got to know somebody, that starts to dissipate. And then that person will go, oh, I want that fix again. I I want that buzz, I want that feel. So they'll leave that person and they'll go back onto the app and they'll start looking again. Because they want that fix. So Do you, you find that a
0: lot that people are addicted to dating?
1: It's getting more and more. I spoke to a guy who had been dating about two years, two years plus and he is dating a woman every week or two. Wow. You like, wow. must be good
0: looking to get a woman every week.
1: Oh, uh, well, if you put the right pictures on the right bio yet. Yeah. But I said, Could you stop? If you met the woman that you really liked, could you stop? And he he really thought about it, he went, I don't know whether I could. Wow. Because he likes he likes the fix of meeting somebody new and, and then moving on so you've got that you've got bots as well so if you again documentary social dilemma talked about social media the Instagram Twitter Facebook how they work and manipulate your use of that so there are now notifications that are set up that will try and draw you back into the app so if you haven't used the application for a little bit yeah they'll start communicating with you or they might put an advert out. And it looks at the whole relevance. And actually, it's, it's about uh, people who've worked within that industry and how they're concerned about how it's influencing people. So yeah. the pictures on Instagram and things like that, how they're trying to get the, uh, the likes and things like that. So that also plays a part on the dating apps because what they're trying to do is draw you back in to using the app.
0: What have you found the percentages of people actually matching up on apps without it, without a matchmaker? What is, the, what is the reality of going on and actually meeting someone and falling in love and getting married? It can
1: happen. It can happen. But is it small? Okay, I'll, get, I'll give you some stats. What you have to remember is who's put that information into the app. Yeah. So if you wanted to, to, to attract a particular kind of person, what you do is you put... A profile in exactly like that. So for instance there was a guy I spiked to who was a client and he had been married for about 18 years, obviously that, that kind of grew apart, met somebody on the apps, 18 months down the line that fell apart and it was only at that point that he found out that what she'd done, she told him to his face, that she'd created a profile to actually make sure that he liked her, he told her everything that he wanted to hear. And, that's where, and what happened is, at the 18-month mark, obviously things didn't start to tell him. It took that long. She kept it up for 18 months. Wow. And he says, I can't believe how stupid I was. There were signs there, and he just completely ignored it. And he just got to a point, and then he just revisited all the points that he'd looked at and went, hold on, da-da-da, da da And she went, yeah, I told you what you wanted to hear.
0: Because it is dangerous, isn't it? it can, yeah, it can
1: be. And it's, it's about... Yeah. It's a really, really, they're really good tools, you know, for people to go out and start meeting. Um but you have to take all that into account. I mean, it's something I, I did an article on and it's called Zero Dating.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if one of my clients did this, I would probably have a, a long conversation with them because it's not needed. But zero Dating is when you speak to somebody on an app, you have to remember you haven't got a clue who this person is mm. because nobody's proved... I mean, we vet, we vet everybody, you know, we're going to interview, we're going to ID check, they are going to provide us with identification, we do digital footprint on them. So we go through all that process. Online, anybody can be anybody they want to be. So if you kind of connect with somebody online and you've kind of liked and you've communicated a little bit, from my perspective as a matchmaker, I would say don't over communicate because what you're doing is you're invested, which is fine, you yeah. need to invest in relationships. But this hasn't even got to a point where there's anything between the two of you. So for me, I would be then saying, do you like the person? Yes. Have you done a little bit of research on them? Because we wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Take them to a date, but a virtual date. Get them onto ah. FaceTime. Because if they if the photos are lying, if the profile's lying, it's a vetting process for you. It's really safe. You can just pinpoint them. Find out, make sure you can see them on that screen. Anybody with a blank screen or something, oh, I've not got any camera, rearrange it. You want to see them, you want to talk to them. Keep it brief because the key thing for you is to go and sit in front of that person because you can text, you can converse as much as you like. I mean, a telephone conversation, we always say is about 7% communication and that's the same with written. So it's very, very small amount. And again, some people are very good on the phone. Some people are great at texting. Socially,
0: they're not maybe so not as good.
1: And you have to work that out. So you have to... Dating is about putting yourself out there. You have to go... You have to kind of put yourself out and go, this is me. Do you like me? That's the hardest thing. And it doesn't matter which way you do it. I always talk to clients about this. This this is a process we have to go, I am looking to meet somebody like me. So you have to go, this is me. Do you like me? You have me? to if lay they, yourself no, there. Yeah. And, and it's, it goes back to that investment. If you... I always say, take, give them the bite size. If you over-invest and you meet a few times and it doesn't work, you'll, emotionally, you'll come crashing down. So your dating experience suddenly becomes this, which is really hard. So if you give them a small amount of you, but then have a good conversation, just general conversation about things, that really helps. So that if you've gone, go and meet them again. Try and meet a few times, because the first time you meet, you will be a particular way. So, from a lady's perspective, I always find that you, you deal with things differently. So, as a mum, you'll deal with things like that. Yeah. Work, you'll deal with things like that. You, well, do you know who you are? That's the, that's that's that, the that's hard part. The, that's one of the coaching things I have to do with ladies who have come in a relationship, because they've spread themselves in all these different roles. It's rediscovering themselves. that's the hard part so it's about meeting somebody enough times that you relax enough that you can give yourself be yourself in front of that person and let them see who you really are because you won't what you'll do is by default you will slip into one of these other roles because you feel more comfortable dealing with that kind of process there
0: tell me exactly what you do so i am single I come along, I give you a call and say, I want to get involved. I want to meet someone. Take me through the process. Okay.
1: So the first thing is we need to know about you. Yep. So we would say, we've got an application form. We get people to fill out. It tells us more about you, what you do with your spare time, kind of family involvement, your passions, your interests, your hobbies. Also, it would give us an idea of the kind of person you're looking for. And that's really important because sometimes, as a matchmaker, we have to look at that and go, is that achievable? There are some times where we get these profiles through and somebody's asking us for something. We're going, wow, that is... That Give is. me
0: an example.
1: I think it just depends. I, I'll, I'll use age. I'll Go take on. age. So if a guy is, I don't know, very old, looking for very young... Not going to work. Yeah, it's, there's, a, there's a website I can point them in. the, yeah, the what's sugar daddies? <laughs> yeah, they can, they can do that. But I think the hardest thing for ladies is the older... We become guys, kind of get set in the ways a little bit. So, I would say from about the age of 40 onwards, guys tend to date young, younger women. And that's not a lot younger, they just tend, and part of the reason for this is in their real world, they will attract those kind of ladies. Because what you have to remember is there are ladies who are going to be younger who actually. Prefer a more mature guy because they feel more settled with them. They've got a particular stage in their life, so you kind of you've already kind of got that process. That's harder. Does it mean that ladies date can't date younger guys? No, not at all.
0: Do you get a lot of that?
1: Not a lot, but we do, and I think it's changing as well. People's mentalities are changing, but that's probably that's probably one of the hard things. Again, you can look at people's uh, earnings. To match on earnings. Well, from a lady's perspective, again, if we've got some very successful ladies who earn six figures or more. Yeah. So if she meets a guy who isn't earning anywhere near that, they run. But again, you've got guys who do earn that, who are very competitive.
0: But you know the ones who do earn that? Friend. Are they then looking for the younger women?
1: Some are, some aren't. Um, it, it depends on the age group as well. So if you've got a guy in their 30s, they're probably still thinking about family early 40s, they're probably still thinking about family. So you've got those kind of flags that they're going to be asking for. Same as if I've got a professional lady who may be in her late 30s. She might have worked really hard to get to where she is but now she's thinking I need to sort my family life out. I would love to meet somebody who wants family. So it's, it's pairing those two up.
0: Who's the easiest like, age group to pair?
1: They all are. It depends. I always say, because anybody asks me about a membership, I go, I don't know how your membership's going to run, because it's all down to who you are, but also who do you want to meet? There are some people who are very, very open, and it's like, great, you know, and it, it's about when you meet somebody, it's about how much do you invest in those meetings. So if only, somebody only meets once, And they meet for 10 minutes. Or they go, I know. After 10 minutes, I know. Yes, I know you've got that instant kind of appearance. And you think, oh, I like that. Relationships don't work that way. In the sense of, yes, you might be physically attracted to somebody. But that doesn't mean that relationship's going to last two weeks, two months, two years. It's about finding somebody that you connect with. Mm -hmm. And that works. And it's about... Those people who will invest the time and finding out is that has that person got the qualities that I like. Because the, 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 the morals, your values, your goals in life, these are really, really important. I mean, if you could be dating a guy for a year, but if you reacted a particular way to somebody, maybe in your family, close friend, that would put serious doubts in your mind that if he was the guy you wanted to spend the rest of your life with. And that's why it takes time. You Can know?
0: you identify red flags, or Like, have you ever interviewed anyone and thought, you're a narcissist, I'm not even having you on my books? Mm. Yeah? Mm. I do get that a lot, too.
1: Not, not a huge amount. No, because normally they go on the internet. So because they're they're, because they're, narcissists. <laughs> they're all just
0: swimming around, in there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, not even that. Some of them are on Instagram. You know, they don't have to pay. They just sit there. To, I mean, I, I remember one of the guys said, oh, she's nice. I'm like okay, lovely, yeah, this is a catalogue, do we order or <laughs> something? It's like, no, <laughs> yeah, really. But also, it's, it's about, okay, what does she really look like? That's the perfect image. And that's, sometimes that's the problem with, with social media. in With filters of, and you stuff? Get this one, yeah, this wonderful image, this perception. But actually, when you meet them, you go, you're really different. Actually, you're a lot nicer.
0: Oh, okay, I mean, yeah, you didn't expect that. Nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, some, some ladies over-filter. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had photos through and have gone, right, okay. Let's not use that photograph because what you have to remember is this guy is going to sit in front of you. That's the, that's the end, that's the end game for me. You need to sit in front of that person to work out is he right for you. If you overfilter your photographs, you are not going to be the woman that turns up.
0: What's the, what the reaction?
1: Well, sometimes they go, oh. I mean, I, I, one guy, for instance very young looking guy for his age took a photograph looked even younger I said now what we've done is we've turned that your positive into a negative (laughs) because you're now looking younger than you do now and you look young so let's get something that looks more like you which is still fantastic and let's put that in front of her because then she'll go ah that's what he looks like so when you do turn up she goes he looks exactly like he did on the photograph and that's the that's the key thing if you If you falsify that photograph, some of these expectations are here. Okay. Now, if you're a beautiful woman, get that beautiful photograph on there. If they don't like that photograph, are they going to like you when they sit in front of you? From an aesthetic point of view, they might not. If they're looking for that perfect image, maybe they're looking for the perfect person. Yeah, absolutely. And we know the perfect person doesn't exist.
0: How do you match people up? So I've come a lady comes along. She's forty. She's in in six figures, and she says, "I want a handsome man. I'd like a family. <laughs> um, I want him today in six figures."
1: What we, do you go away we and do? Start, we start looking for those guys. The interesting thing is, I could sit you in front of a guy who was the best-looking guy ever, but if he does not make you laugh, if he does not hold your interest, if he's not interested in you and pays a temperament. Attention to you, offers compliments and things, all those little things that we talk about, he's gonna last about five minutes. And that's it. So it's a nice meetup and yeah. a nice drink, but that's it. So it's just identifying what somebody is looking for. So those are points, you know, earn the money, nice looking thing, but they're not gonna give longevity to that, to that relationship.
0: What if they asked if they got a big thingy? <laughs> i check not uh, I'm not gonna do it.
1: So if people say tattoos, they go, well, they might. <laughs> but I'm not gonna have that kind of <laughs> interview. <introduce>, so yeah.
0: <laughs> what is the most thing you get asked for? What like what is the biggest attribute that people are looking for?
1: We're we going back to that conversation. No, not get the bells. Really, really. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say okay, the biggest thing we did a survey on this, the biggest thing both men and women need in a relationship is good sense of humour.
0: So you was going to say good sex then? No, 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 no,
1: no. I have had, a, I have had a couple of instances where people have gone, there needs to be good sex, they need to be open on that. Come on, girls. Yeah, that's fine. So, so, uh, and one of them's married now, so oh, obviously, she so didn't say she anything else from that. the there, jackpot. So yeah. yeah. But, um, no, it, but it is, it, it, that intimacy is an, an important part of a relationship, you know, and if you've been in a relationship that was lacking, then it becomes, you bring that with you. That's part of, that may be a deal breaker for you, because the past relationship that didn't have that, actually, that was one of the points that it broke down on. So if intimacy is a big thing from that, so again, from one of the guys' perspectives, that um, there was a client, he, he was from a very tactile family, mm-hmm. and his wife wasn't. So when we were discussing things, when I was talking about it, he said, are you quite a tactile kind of person? He went, do you know what, I was... And I'm hoping that I will be again. I said, I'm quite nervous about that because my family was very tactile. So hugging and things, that was a very natural thing. Yeah. My wife didn't like it. So it's almost like he's had to relearn how he...
0: Reprogram. Yeah,
1: behave. So he's going to have to reprogram himself again, become himself. And become that person who's very tactile with people. So.
0: It's strange, isn't it, the way you can be you can be a certain way and then you go into a relationship and to make that person happy, you completely change. So you come back out and you don't even know who you are anymore.
1: Yeah. Do you find that a lot? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I always... Men and women are different on this and I think guys, when I look at it, I think they move on a little bit quicker. Um, they're Joe joke bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Whether they're in the right place or not, mentally, that, that can differ. And again moving on is a very it, it's a very personal thing some people think you, you could you could break down from your relationship and move on and meet somebody within a month yeah. and people go god that's great but if you've been in that relationship so long and you've thought to yourself you, you, the communication breaks down what you do is you disengage from that relationship so actually you're not in that relationship emotionally you're not in that relationship so by the time you leave that relationship, actually you haven't been there for a year. It's almost like a separation in a sense. Yeah. So timing for different people is very, very personal. Um, relationships, yes. It's about discovering yourself. Yeah. Come on going back to the was. It's going back to who you were before you entered that relationship, especially if you've got family. Because of course when you have kids, they become priority. Yeah. You know, as a father I know I'm at the bottom of the list. I'm underneath the guinea pig. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I'm way down there. But that's fine. You know, that's that's how it should be. Can so men
0: deal with that, well, being put put down the order when you have kids.
1: I think I think you have to you have to you have to kind of get that. But this is where when we do the relationship coaching. I know I speak to, to clients, I was in fact I was telling somebody very, very successful in a job. And she's been married for 17 years we would having a chat about things. And she started saving themselves. We were kind of almost going into this coaching session and she realised that the quality time that she was having with her husband wasn't there because everything else was being put in place. The, the business was, the family were, the kids. and uh, There were other things that were going to think parents as well. So I, I was reminding her that you need to just stop. You need to give each other that time, that moment where it's just the two of you. There's no distractions, phones away, and it's about you time.
0: I you think that's harder now, isn't it? Because yeah. I feel like our mine and my husband's lives are just completely taken over with mm-hmm. the kids. Yes. We are at activities, we're at kids' parties. When we're not, when they go to bed, we go to bed because we're that shattered. Yeah. So, with your relationship coaching. How do you offer? What do you tell people to do
1: well, it, when they are disengaged? It's about giving yourself that, that time. But it has the thing with relationship coaching is you both have to invest. One can't, and the other one thinks, "Oh, okay, I'll go along with this." It has to be a commitment from both of you because it doesn't work otherwise. Yeah. So sometimes it's a, normally it's about discovering where you're at. And then looking at it from there. Because then, every, again, everybody's very, very different. When was the last time you went out with him? Sorry, to, to turned into a session, yeah. um, uh, I don't mind, though. When was the last
0: time I went out with him? Yeah. Uh, just, um, him
1: just him, on just his me own, and no phones, no work, and no talking about the children, either.
0: Oh, uh, well, about... When did we end up back in yours? Um, oh, four months ago. Yeah, about four months ago, okay. we had a date night. Yeah. And... We hadn't probably had one before that for about four years. Yeah. Um, and we had a ball, but we just didn't do it again. Yeah,
1: because what you're doing is you're rediscovering yourself. So if you think about it, when you entered that relationship... Because what you have to remember is you are completely different to how you were when you started that relationship.
0: Oh, I was wild.
1: Yeah. So you've evolved. You've changed. You've evolved. You've learned stuff. And so even if... I don't know where there's I any yeah, I nothing, 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 <laughs> nothing happens. But you... If if your circumstances changed, yeah. you would have to re reevaluate who you were in the sense of what do I like now? What do I like now? Not the kids. Do
0: you know what Alex? No. And I think, do you know if me and him split us off, I don't think I could be asked. Yeah. I'm at that point where it's just like Oh yeah. hey, thanks. Yeah. Um, and you get people who are at that point. Yeah, you do. And cool. I would just coach them into, you know, saying, Come on, get back in a relationship.
1: you, you can't. It's about them. But again, from a mum's point of view, it's normally when the kids get to an independent age.
0: Yeah, and it's <gasps> when the, they fly the nest. Yep,
1: <gasps> and it's, the, it's not even then. You know, 14, 15, 16, you get the independence. They go out, they're doing stuff. They want to be with their friends, they want to be stuck with the mum and anything. So it, it, that's, that's, that's the me moment. That's the moment where you go, oh my God, <gasps> who am I'm I? I'm alone. I'm sat in the house.
0: What are the benefits of signing up to a matchmaker?
1: I think the key thing is we, anybody who inquires with us, the first, I mean, we have a conversation with them initially just to find out what they've they've been doing, dating wise, dating history, get an idea of them. We try, at that point, we're trying to work out, are they casually dating or are they seriously looking for a relationship? Because that is the, that's what sets us apart. Every client that we have is looking for a relationship, how fast that moves, where they want to go with it, whether it's family, whether it's marriage. That's down to them, that's down to each individual. But the key thing for us is one, do they want a relationship? Because if they do, we know they're more serious. Because mm-hmm. what you have to remember is there's a different conversation as well. So if you go and meet a guy on an app, normally they're probably trying to get from A to B. They're
0: just trying to have sex with
1: you. Okay, you said yeah. that I didn't. <laughs> uh, From our point of view, it's A to B to C. Yeah. Does somebody want that somebody wants that. Long-term relationship. They want that person when they get home from a hard day's work. Put the key in the door. They want that person. Hi, sweetheart. Or oh, hi, honey. Do you want a drink? glass of wine? Yeah. Oh, I've got tea ready. That's that's the hard part about being single. I think about going through all those things that life throws at you, and not having somebody to talk about it. Not having somebody to support you. It's, I always say it's about having a cheerleader. No. It's about somebody who just gives. When you're down, it picks you up. And they'll be down, and you, you help them up. And it's about getting through stuff together. So
0: See, I don't. I just say, some shut up, with miserable bastard. Suck so your head out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you see, you're a hard woman. I'm a bitch. Well, but he's probably got used to it, and you go, right, okay. Yeah, he's also, at yeah. the
0: end, he's just going, yeah, whatever. <laughs> to quote on um, on Saturday, he really annoyed me. So I called him a jumped-up ugly bastard.
1: There we are. Yeah. <laughs> so here that probably means, I love you, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: just like... <laughs> call me ugly. I was like, I don't know, I had to cop on.
1: So you didn't mind the rest, it's just the ugly thing. It's ugly,
0: yeah, you just didn't mind the bastard. it was just the <laughs> ugly thing. I think the most important thing with a matchmaker is the vetting. that is the safest thing. Tell me about what you do with that.
1: So we go through the interview, somebody completes that application form for us, and then we have an interview, so we have a face-to-face, we can do it virtually, we can do it face-to-face in an office, and um, go through the whole of that converse with them, find out what they're looking for, find out more about them as well, because that's, a form is a form, yeah. it's, it's, it's adding flesh to that. Um, and then finding what they're looking for, the kind of person they're looking to meet. Then we're going to start to ask for ID. So there are certain, certain things we can do, yeah. and in this country, certain things we can't do. So for instance, when I speak to um Matchmakers abroad, because I work as a global matchmaker. There are certain things that they can do; they're allowed to legally, whereas we can't. So, like what? So, criminal record checks and things. Ah. You're not allowed. If I was going to do a criminal record check, and you'd have to go away and get that information yourself and give you and it. provide it. So, if you're working for a charity, that's how that would work. So there like are Like CBS. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there are documentation that we ask for. We also digital footprint them as well. So we just do a bit of research on them okay so i normally do that initially if somebody's inquiry we go right who is that person uh, and, and make sure it stacks up yeah because there's certain things that don't sometimes and we go bye like what they just if if things we, you can have a conversation sometimes on the phone and things just do not run true there's normally a general through line of conversation you have with clients if something does not tally we do not introduce them. And I think that's the beauty of it because what we're doing then is you've told us what you're looking for. We go looking, we've got a database. We we specialise in the, this area. The Northwest, West Yorkshire area, that's what we specialise We've done it for 25 years. So all our, a lot of our clients are based in here. But we also matchmate you across the UK mm-hmm. and globally. So I've got a guy in New York at the moment. Okay, 49, 6 foot, X on. model, good looking guy. I mean, absolutely loves in a... Oh, where he lives in New York City, it's like, wow. I think it's one of the top five places in the States. Wow. Absolutely. Beautiful. Crime, crime rate is really low, top five schools. It's like, holy moly. But he wants to meet a, North, a Northwest girl. He used to work here. Go away. He's worked in London. He's worked all over the UK. He said he came to the Northwest. He said, they get my sense of humour. And he, honestly, he has got a very dry sense of humour. And he just said, absolutely loved it. Worked in Manchester, worked in Liverpool. He went... Those are the areas for me. He just absolutely adored it. Wow. it just got on so much. So that's what he's looking for. So come kind of like, on. Right, okay. So we I go think found me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back in your bed. My bag. husband. <laughs> <laughs> We're five hours away, you know? So it's about making sure that person is who they say they are. Yeah. And then obviously presenting those details to the client. Going, do you want to meet this person? Mm-hmm. Presenting it to the client. Going, do you want to meet this person? And then bringing that together. And that, the other thing is, is, that conversation I was talking about is a very, very different conversation because it's not somebody who's looking to get something from you. Yeah. It's about they're heading in a direction and they're thinking, well, I'm heading in this direction with my life. This is what I, I'm looking for. How do I fit into this person's life and how do they fit into mine? So that conversation that's going to go is, is more about the future rather than the short term, yeah. long term. And then it's about going to meeting again and we do take feedback we want to know how it's gone what it's like because sometimes there are things we need to talk about because there may be misunderstandings based on certain things
0: okay so yeah. I've been on a date and then do I come and report back to you yeah normally
1: we have a conversation yeah. or you might email it's up to you Everybody's, everybody does different things because they're so busy but it's learning about how that date's gone from from your perspective you know what you've liked any kind of traits that you've really, really enjoyed, there might be some things that you've gone, that didn't quite work for me, which is fine. You can't take feedback like that, stick it in a computer and then churn out a guy or a woman mm. because it doesn't work that way. But what we're looking for are flags. We're looking for commonalities. So if we've got, if I've had three guys that have met you and they've gone, wow, that was that was intense, then I might come back and say, right, we probably just need to t- calm mean- the... Intensity down a little bit, just ah, to okay. allow them in, because it could be a safety mechanism that you're using yeah. to keep them out, keep them at arm's length, yeah. because emotionally you don't want to let them in there yet, which is fine, but you do need to kind of give them a chance to see you. So sometimes that that's something that you find, that's the kind of mechanism we find. So if you've got commonalities coming through, you know it's happening because it's happened independently. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it just happens once, that could just be the reaction that you have between nervous. two people. Yeah, you could be nervous, you could have problems getting to the, the, the venue you're meeting. It may be your reaction with them, you know? But if you've got three guys saying the same thing, you know. then it's something you know, you know they're doing. So again, going back to a, from a lady's perspective, something that ladies do is they go into what we call work mode, which is a safety mechanism. Yeah. So it's a default. It's like being mum, going into mum mode. Um, It's something you can handle. You can deal with absolutely anything in that point. But what we have to remember is that's not you. That's you at work. And you have to get things done to achieve things at work. But that's not you when you sit down with a glass of wine and just relax. Close the door. Close the world. Close the world out. It's about finding who you are and actually presenting that. As I said before, presenting in small amounts each time. So they start to learn. Because what you want them to do is when when they meet you, you want them to go, "God, oh, that was really nice." Like, yeah, I'd love to meet each other again. So, okay, great. Let's go and arrange that again. Let's let's sort that out. So that once you've met a number of times, you know a bit more about them. You know enough about them. You think, "Yeah, I really like this person." And they'll get to, you'll get to a point where it could be that we go, "Okay, we're looking at somebody else for you," and you're going, "Oh no!" And it's a beautiful moment because. It's like you get this knot in your stomach. I know one of our clients was saying, I always say, you feel like you're cheating. And that's when you know you have an emotional connection with the other person. Because the thought of sitting in front of somebody else, you think, I can't do it. I can't do it because I've met this person enough times that I've connected now and I don't want to do that. So that's the point where I would say that's the exclusivity stage. That's where you've met enough times, there's connection with you, you're attracted to each other had the affirmations, all those little things, you're enjoying that take some time out, you need to now concentrate on each other, that's the key thing and then you start investing more time and it goes back to introducing to friends, introduced to family and before you know it, you're the calling
0: them an ugly bastard
1: exactly, <laughs> and you think they the greatest thing since sliced bread, that's it uh, yeah.
0: you've done some celebrity um, matchmaking haven't you? Yeah?
1: Yes. Um, I've, I've worked with the Nolans. I've worked with Cheshire Housewives. That was an that was an interesting one. Yeah. yeah. Um We did some flirting um, with one of the ladies on that, and we walked into one of the bars and gone to the bar, and we we're like, "Who? Is there anybody in here that you like the look of?" What do you mean? Do you like anybody? Uh, okay. Is there anybody in this room that you've walked into and you thought, "Oh, they're nice." To yeah. Look, I didn't look. That's probably the first. <laughs> The first part. <laughs> It was funny because her friends were going. Yeah. She just walks in, she's like, oh, don't look at me, don't look at me. Um, and that's that sometimes can be the problem, especially if you if you're a little bit nervous, you feel out of your comfort zone, yeah. you don't make eye contact with people. So we we're doing that. It was an interesting evening. Uh, there was a lot of alcohol <laughs> I didn't know but there was a lot of alcohol involved. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite interesting. And then I know one that, um, one of those, is Rachel, she was saying, that obviously she's got a guy, she's not there. And then she was single again. So I was thinking, oh my goodness. But it, yeah, no, that was, that was quite... Um,
0: that do you coach people impaired. in things like flirting and telling them how to act
1: yeah. and stuff? And, and sometimes it's just, it's just about, it's going back to what do you do and what do you feel comfortable with? Because there's no point in saying, right, do this. If it's just a not a natural thing that you, you, you feel comfortable doing, it, it's about looking at you, how you work, how you operate, how you think, what you feel comfortable with, and then moving on. So for instance, when I worked with the Nolans, uh, it was Linda and Colleen, and Linda, because she, she'd been married for a long time, she was widowed, she just hadn't wanted to get into the dating world. Just completely closed off to it, you know? Couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Um, and it was about making her aware of things that she needed to think about. And one of the things I spotted straight away, and she was like, she still had a wedding ring on oh. she hadn't taken off and I said the first thing you need to i said because what you're going to do is if you go out and start dating and you've got your wedding ring there all you're going to attract to the players yeah because they think oh she's married i don't have to get too connected you know and we can have a bit of a fling and then i'll move on or go yeah. back to whoever they're in a go back directory.
0: to the one who's addicted to the air uh, the dover <laughs> yeah
1: so and the first thing for her and the biggest thing for her was taking the wedding ring off, and I remember uh. there had been a big WhatsApp thing uh, between the sisters, and they were going, oh "My God, she's taking
0: it off! She's taking
1: it off!" Uh. And I, think, I said, "Even if you need it on, just slip it onto on the other finger on the other hand." Yeah. So you're still there. You've she's comfort blanket. You know he's still around. He's part of your life. He's never, ever, ever going to go away because that's your history. But you also need to put the the kind of you ne- need to communicate that you're single. Yeah. So that the guys who are interested, who are serious, and the nice guys, are going to c- approach you. Because the nice guys won't approach you if you've got a wedding ring. And you don't want to not attract them. Yeah. So it's, it's looking at things like that. and We were talking about what's to wear. I think kind of clothes to wear. Because a lot of people go, I'm going to get dressed up. Which is great. But they'll go out, buy an outfit, put it on. And the worst thing you can do is buy a brand new outfit. Because you feel uncomfortable. You're sitting there going, oh, yeah. I always say, if you're going to buy something brand new go out and wear it a few times first, wear it in, make sure you feel comfortable with it. So when you come to dating, you feel good in what you've got because again, that's a confidence thing. Something we talk about, it's about building your confidence and if dressing up, you feel good. So if you feel good, you feel more confident, but you need to feel comfortable in what you're wearing. So if you wear something brand new, I promise you, you're going to feel uncomfortable. And it's about, it's just taking, again, it's about taking those little things away that are going to make you feel nervous. So that the whole process, it's going to be nervous anyway, but it's, it's less nervous.
0: Yeah. What is the five best dating tips that you could give?
1: Oh. second <laughs> oh, no. like
0: about putting you on the spot. Be on time. Yeah.
1: Phone, off. I know if you're a mum and you've got kids. It on vibrate, and um, if you're doing it online, it's have it there because sometimes I know people will use it because they'll get a call off a friend, which is a good one. Yeah, hi, if the day's not going well. Yeah. gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> an emergency it's it's it's, get out. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of safety blanket, I suppose, yeah. in the sense of you, you do have a get out. I mean, we, we go through a, a kind of plan of, with our clients of do this, do this, do this. After that, you decide what you want to do. But he knows this rule, you know that rule. So everybody's on the same level, you all feel comfortable. So um, no phones, if you can help it, I'll put them on silent, be on time. My biggest bane I have, negativity. Don't want to hear it. No, I don't care when you've had a bad day, you don't like the service at the restaurant. If you bring negativity with you to that first date, that's the first impression that person has of you, yeah. and they will. it lasts all through the relationship you have. So if you bring too much negativity with you, it's going to go through the relationship. So don't care, shouldn't be talked about, leave it alone. If that person is worth meeting again, that will probably come into it yeah. a little bit more, but you don't take it on the first time you meet. Um, Exes, yes, people want to know about where you've come from, but they don't want the life history. Yeah. Uh, again, guys are very literal. Um, so sometimes they can talk too much about their exes. Uh, you, I think the other thing you have to remember is, from a lady's perspective, you have a network of girlfriends. And this, is, this comes back to how fast we get over things. So you will talk about it. You'll get it off your chest. You'll have a bottle of wine and get it off of your chest a bit more yeah. <laughs> with a group of girls. Yeah. Guys don't. They have no network. You have to remember this. The only network they do have is their past relationship. That's their best friend. They go and have to start having a, an emotional kind of conversation with a group of guys, especially depending on the industry that they're in. They won't get it. They won't have that conversation. Get on with it, mate, kind of thing. Um, so when a woman asks, oh, tell me, you might get that full kind of counselling Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's because they don't have that network of friends to talk about it. Okay. Um, Make an effort. Make an effort. crease t-shirts, jeans, the dirt. No. Make an effort. Get a wash. Get a wash. (laughs) Brush your teeth. Do your hair. But I think what you what you have to remember is you are again making an impression. This is the first yeah. impression. If you look like you, you can't be bothered, you can't be bothered with the relationship. That's what you're telling the other person. So don't overdo it, because again, that goes too much. And what you might find is it intimidates the other person because you're looking absolutely out there and fantastic. They're going, oh my God, I turned up in this. Oh, what do I do? So smart, casual. We need to make everybody feel relaxed. That's the key thing. So make an effort, not overdone, and definitely not underdone. Yeah.
0: So ladies, if you are moving on from the fact that you just might want a fuckboy and you want a serious relationship, Alex, tell everyone how they can get in touch with you and your business.
1: They can do it a number of ways. We've got our website, selectservices.co.uk. Instagram, select personal introductions. We've got Facebook, same name. Um, Give us a call, email, have a chat. It's completely free. To do have that chat we'd normally do a 15-minute discovery call just to find out see if it's the right kind of thing for them it might not be you know but it's about having that chat working out where they're up to and taking it from there
0: and i think girls as well i mean all well and good that you can go on Tinder and stuff but you don't know if the calf you don't know who you're meeting and it is a scary world up there i mean we've seen people go and meet people and they attack them or whatever so I would definitely try out matchmaking. If you are serious and you do want a serious relationship, I think that is the best way that you could possibly go. And Alex is the guy for that. <laughs> Alex, thank you so much for joining us thank at sister's HQ. And I hope you find all my girls' husbands.
1: There we are. Oh, that would be my job. That's thank brilliant. you, love. Cheers.